1: Good morning, and welcome to episode number one hundred two of Go Grandma. I'm your Go To Grandma, Kathy Buckworth, and this show is airing on Saturday, July the twenty second, twenty twenty three, on Zoomer Radio, or you're listening to it on our podcast version found on iTunes, Spotify, the Zoomer Podcast Network, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Podcasting was not something that my parents or grandparents listened to for grandparenting or any kind of advice and information. Personally, I'm glad we have this form of media, and hopefully, because you are listening to my voice right now, you do too. So much has changed in the past generation of grandparenting alone, and because this show is all about today's grandparents and our world, I'm so happy to welcome Dee Dee Moore of More Than Grand back on the show to talk about the modern grandparenting guide they've just released. What's in it? What's changed? What do you need to know? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. One thing that hasn't changed through the grandparenting generations is grandparents sharing their love of art with their grandkids. Whether it's admiring other people's artistic abilities or building on your own with your grandkids, there's always time for painting, colouring, sculpting, and generally creating when you're with them. Last week we talked about the importance of getting our kids and grandkids to reduce their screen time and amp up their creativity, so I'm really pleased to have Trish Popkin from the Art Gallery of Ontario on the show today to tell us what's new at the AGO plus what programs they are offering for kids. Our Take 5 with RBC interview also gets arty as we discover the RBC Community Gallery's latest exhibition titled Supply, And, 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 with works created using found materials. I hope Dee Dee Moore considers coffee to be an essential part of modern grandparenting, but even if she doesn't, I'm indulging now as we get into this new half-hour of fun and facts. You're listening to Go To Grandma with me, Kathy Buckworth, and Dee Dee is up next. Deedee Dee Moore is the mother of four and grandmother of three. Her 20-plus years as a military wife convinced her she can do anything she sets her mind to. So when she became a grandmother and couldn't find a website with the kind of resources she wanted, she started one. Deedee Dee founded More Than Grand as a way to share inspiration and resources for grandparents who understand the importance of their new role and want to invest in strengthening family bonds. Good morning, Deedee. Dee. Thanks for coming back on Go to Grandma. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Kathy. I love your website. Actually, I just pulled it up right now, and you've got a quiz going on. What's your grandparent superpower? So I think I need I need to take that quiz when we're done with our call. Absolutely. But what I want to find out, first of all, is you have developed a guide for modern grandparenting. So what is that all about, Didi? Give us the basics on that.
2: So New Grandparent Essentials is a basically a four-part guide for new grandparents. Um, it has four sections, one where you can set a grandparenting Intention and really figure out what it is you out, want out of the role and what you want to be, what you want to be remembered for, because that'll lead to a whole much, a much better experience for you as a grandparent. Um, then there's a section on partnering with parents, which is really the main meat of the whole thing. It allows you to have a an open, honest conversation with parents about what they need from you, and what role you can play as a grandparent. Um, And it really fosters open communication, which will set you up for success in that relationship. There's a section on modern baby care and safety, which is hugely important because so much has changed since we had babies. Absolutely. And then there's a section on uh, new trends in parenting, because, again, there are a lot of things out there that parents are doing differently that are confusing or new to us. And not relying on parents to have to explain everything to us helps them out a whole lot. It helps
1: them out a lot. And I know you and I have talked a lot on social media about this, how we really need to protect the relationship with our kids first before we sort of worry about the relationship with our grandkids, that the kids hold the keys to the grandparent kingdom, so to speak, right? And we have to really partner with them, as you say. So that part of this is really important.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And it's sort of, you've sort of answered the question a little bit, but in terms of, you know, grandparents, and I get pushed back on this sometimes, they say, well, I don't need advice. This is intuitive. You know, grandparents are grandparents. We can do what what I want. It's not true, is it?
2: No, it's not. You know, it, it dawned on me one day that being a grandparent, which most grandparents will tell you is the best role in the world, is probably the only role that we don't put any effort into learning more about. We, you know, if we start a new job or when we become a parent. We try to learn everything we can, but we just kind of glide into grandparenting like we can master it without any effort. Most of us put more effort into our hobbies than we do into learning to be a better grandparent.
1: Absolutely. And and the other part of you talked about one of the other sections about the modern baby equipment and safety. You're not wrong. I think every single piece of equipment that my kids use for their grandkids is different than what I used.
2: Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing that's the same. And, you know, I know I had four kids spread out over a long period of time and things changed from the first two to the last two a lot but I mean from those kids to the grandkids it's even more extreme so there's a lot to learn about.
1: There is and you're right I had ten years between my four kids as well too and from the first one who was born in 1991 where we used to stuff the crib you know with crib pads and (laughs) toys and all that to the last one who had nothing but still a blanket yeah and now it's all sleep socks and there's no blankets and and anything else Else on the curb, except the baby
2: exactly yeah and that's you know that's a lot to learn that's a lot to be aware of and it's so helpful if grandparents can take the time to learn that before the parents have to explain it all to them
1: so this is a grandparenting course now is it offered on we do it online I assume
2: <laughs> it's really just a digital download so once you purchase it you download it it's got all the worksheets to, to go through everything all the explanations it's, it's just a powerful PDF it's about 50 pages, and it should teach you everything you need to know. And so if I'm taking this course to be
1: a better grandparent or to be the best grandparent that I can be. How am I also supporting the parents of my grandkids when I take this course?
2: So grandparents really underestimate how hard parenting is today. They've got parents, new parents have advice and information coming at them from all sorts of directions. And the current state of the world makes raising small humans harder than it used to be. So grandparents can be an incredible source of support when parents need it most. And so taking this grandparenting course can help in more than one way. First of all, as we already said, learning about modern parenting methods and current baby care and safety standards can lift educating grandparents off the parent's plate. And that's no small thing because you're building a lot of trust by showing that you want to know what's changed since you were a parent. And then the best part is that guided conversation between grandparents and parents. It helps make sure that parents get all the help and support that they need. Every situation is different, and you'll never know what will be most appreciated until you ask. I mean, some people are happy to have you waltz in and do a load of laundry, and other people are appalled that you are, you know, folding your your son-in-law's boxers. So you need to have the conversation to find out. And if you show that you want to understand and respect their plans for raising their child, that gives parents so much confidence in those early days when confidence is hard to find when you've got a brand new baby.
1: Let alone the fact that they are parenting through a pandemic, which we didn't have to do either. So our scope of understanding is even less.
2: Absolutely. Things are really, really,
1: really hard on parents right now. So if I can dive deep on one topic that I see on your blog, on your website, which is what grandparents need to know about discipline. So let's talk about that just a little bit. What do we do if our form of discipline that we use with our kids or that we might use with our our grandkids is different than our kids? Do you have any advice on that?
2: Well, it's the basic advice is the same thing that really covers any situation where what you did or what you or even what you believe is still right is different than parents. You have to defer to them. I mean, it's their child. Nobody made decisions about how you raised your children, and you don't get to make decisions about how they raise theirs. They have, usually have good reasons for the the way they're doing things. And it's worth talking to them and finding out what those reasons are.: Absolutely. And as I flip through here, it's such great
1: stuff you've got like the ultimate grandparents first aid kit. Do you also deal with uh, what about if the other grandparents aren't maybe as modern as you are?
2: Do you have any advice on that? That's so funny because I just I just got an email this morning from somebody who had purchased new grandparent Essentials for their son's in-laws. Oh they had gone through it their, themselves when they when they got it when their daughter had a baby and then when their son and his wife were having a baby they gifted it to the to the in-laws and she wrote me to tell me that not only had those in-laws found it hugely valuable in getting along with the parents but it helped them heal their relationship with their in-laws they had always had a difficult relationship between the two sets of grandparents and, and New Grandparent Essentials, because of the communication skills and things that it taught, helped them open up a dialogue with those grandparents to get along better. So, I mean, that, that's the key with the other grandparents, too. Communication, finding way to talk, ways to talk about those things.
1: So it's like a multi-generational sort of learning that we're going through with your course, which I love.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. So,
1: yeah. If we want to find the course, we can go to morethangrand.com. And, of course, you're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I assume threads now, at More Than Grand. Yeah, yeah. And I love our conversations back and forth on social, so people follow both of us. They'll see what we're talking about. Thanks so much for being on the show, Dee Dee. Oh, thank you, Kathy. For almost a decade, Trish Popkin has been welcoming visitors to the Art Gallery of Ontario. She is currently the Associate Director of Visitor Welcome. Located in downtown Toronto near Kensington Market in Chinatown, the Art Gallery of Ontario is one of the largest art museums in North America, attracting approximately 1 million visitors annually. The AGO collection of more than 120,000 works of art ranges from cutting-edge contemporary art to significant works by Indigenous and Canadian artists to European masterpieces. Good morning, Trish. Thanks so much for coming in to Grandma this morning. It's so nice to have you in
3: studio. Oh, thanks so much for having us. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: So I had just admitted to you that I haven't been to the AGO probably since the pandemic started. So you need to tell me and all the grandparents
3: listening, what's new at the AGO? Oh, gosh, that's uh, it's a lot to say. We have so many wonderful things on at the moment um, right now is a new exhibition by Surinder Dhaliwal. When I grow up, I want to be a namer of paint colours. It's a wonderful title for a wonderful exhibition full of intense colour, lots of different mediums from photography, painting, there's embroidery, there's even a rotary phone, which for some of our youngest visitors, if you're bringing in your little ones, might be uh, quite novel for them. She is a Canadian artist who weaves together stories of migration, spanning India, London, Toronto. It's really, really stunning. We also have closing in two weeks, so something you might want to come in and see is an installation by an Icelandic artist called Jonsi from Sigur Ross, where you get the chance to sit in what is his version of sitting inside a volcano. Oh wow! It's really quite incredible. It's uh, you're surrounded by almost 200 speakers. There's light. There's sound. There's scent. Uh, you're even sitting on a kind of vibrating bench uh, that that pulses with the ex, uh, the installation. So, something really quite special there. And it closes on August seventh. We. We have our beautiful Cassatt McNichol, Impressionist Between Worlds exhibition, two really radical um, artists who were painting depictions of modern womanhood. Uh, There are lots of children in the paintings. So if you're bringing grandchildren, it's something that they often find fascinating to see other depictions of. It's 65 really sumptuous and gorgeous paintings. And that's on until September If you'd rather be camping you know, uh, but would like to avoid the bugs and stay somewhere (laughs) cool. We have, you know, we're really proud of our Thompson collection of Canadian art which includes the Group of Seven. There's Tom Thompson, Emily Carr, David Milne, so many depictions of trees and forests and other landscapes that you can experience there. There's really just so many things to kind of weave your way through and experience as well as the whole permanent collection. The Thompson collection of ship models is always there, uh, which for our young visitors is always a real treat Uh, you know uh, so much detail down in our concourse level and you know really there's just something for everyone.
1: So we're busy looking around at all the art that other people have created. Is there kids programming for where we can actually create art with our kids and grandkids? There
3: is. We have for the under fives, so if you're bringing our youngest visitors, we have our hands-on center and our concourse level uh, where there's just all kinds of creative play, making and doing that can happen in that space, open Wednesday through Sunday. On the weekends, we have our art carts, which are kind of roving maker stations, which has some something for all ages you can make together uh, and you'll find those uh, throughout the gallery on Saturdays and Sundays you know you can also we have a family friendly kids brunch on the weekends and our bistro has a kids menu so if you want to take a break and have a bite to eat there's something there as well as there's always the Grange Park out back which is an art inspired incredible playground splash pad and Henry Moore's two forms are out there which is is a, a beautiful piece of work.
1: Wow, you could really make a whole day of it between the splash pad and lunch. And and how affordable is it? So if I take a couple of grandkids,
3: are there special rates or their family packs? How does that work? It's incredibly affordable. We are really proud that anyone 25 and under can visit for free. And so we then have our thirty-five dollar annual pass, which gives uh, the the holder unlimited visitors, unlimited visits for a year. So as a grandparent, you can have your annual pass and bring in your grandkids with you. There's also all of our membership options, and the nice thing about that is that then you can come back as many times as you like. It really is a really large space, and there's always something new to see or a new corner to explore. And so having an annual pass means you can um, spend as little. You know, you could be there for an hour or you could come for a whole day or you come back whenever you like.
1: So if I'm a grandparent listening to this and I think I want to get to know the AGO a bit better, are there opportunities to volunteer as a doyen at the
3: AGO? So there, there are different ways to volunteer. And if you have a look on our website, you can, um, there are some, there's more information. One of the teams that you might encounter as a visitor as you're looking around is the information guide volunteers who uh, provide wayfinding, they answer a lot of questions, they can provide you with a map, and so there are different ways that you can come in and uh, volunteer your time and spend some time with us that way.
1: And I know that you are on social media at AGO Toronto and Instagram, AGO Toronto, and the website.
3: Is that where we would go to find out information about things that are coming in the new year as well? Absolutely. AGO.ca has all the information about upcoming exhibitions, different programs, courses, talks, lectures, films, all sorts of exciting things coming throughout the year. Can you give us a sneak peek of anything that's coming up um, in the next sort of six months? Yeah, we've got lots of great stuff coming up. I mean, we're opening up CAUSE in the fall which we're all really looking forward to. Keith Haring is also coming over the winter months and all of those all of our special exhibitions are included with your annual pass so uh, you know it's a great time to grab one and come experience with your grandkids. Thank
1: you so much for this today Trish really appreciate your time so if anybody wants to find out more information again they can go to ago.ca thanks. Thank you. What do scrap marble, washed up plastics and tree branches have in common? They're all things you'll find in the latest art exhibit in the RBC Community Gallery, which you can find in the lobby of Royal Bank Plaza in downtown Toronto. Open to the public, the gallery highlights works from the RBC Art Collection with a focus on emerging Canadian artists. The most recent exhibition is titled Supply and, 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 featuring works created from found materials that have been dismantled, repurposed, or transformed. Today, we welcome Stefan Hanchereau, Associate Art Curator at RBC, to tell us more about it. Good morning, Stefan. Thanks so much for being part of our Take 5 with RBC interview this morning.
0: It's great to be here.
1: So I'm excited about this, the RBC Community Gallery. Tell me all about this latest exhibit. How did it come about? Who's it for?
0: Uh, the latest exhibition is actually the third exhibition uh, that we've hosted here at the Community Gallery at 200 Bay Street. It's called Supply and, and, and. The works uh, that are presented in the exhibition are all connected through their use of ubiquitous found materials that have been either been dismantled, repurposed, or transformed. The artists question the effects that mass production has and waste has on people, economies, and the environment and the artworks draw attention to the proliferation of supplies we interact with every day. So commodities from building materials, landfill detritus, advertisements, textiles, and ocean plastics all appear in this exhibition. As far as how did they come about? uh this initiative was started back in 2022 uh where we launched the community gallery at you know 200 Bay Street our new newly renovated main branch so if you're anywhere in the vicinity of Union Station it's a uh, quick you know step over to come see this exhibition and it's open from Monday to Friday during regular banking hours and uh it's for everybody so it's publicly accessible um and you can come in and have a seat uh, meet a friend uh, even just, you know, come by yourself and peruse the gallery.
1: Why is this collection an important one for RBC?
0: Uh, well, the RBC art collection uh, has been an important part of its history for almost 100 years. It was started in 1929 and consists of historic and contemporary Canadian, Indigenous and Inuit art. Uh, we have a continued focus of, on acquiring work uh, and even deeper focus on acquiring er, art work by emerging artists and rbc's longstanding, you know support of the visual arts is one that is you know reflective of the communities that we uh, live in that we work with and the clients that we serve and so that is that is how the collection grows that is how we continue to look uh into the world as that uh, you know way for rbc to represent its values uh you know across its collection
1: can you highlight some of the notable examples from within the collection? What what might I see when I go down there?
0: So, what's really fun about this exhibition is you'll you know you walk in, you'll start, you'll see this you know collection of plastic bottles that have been uh, you know reformed and recut and turned into this uh, geometric form. Uh, there's works that are made from old operation boards. There's uh, you know work made from offcuts of clothing or offcuts of marble countertops, you know, shampoo bottles from, uh, you know, samples from, a like, a hotel, even, um, you know, magazine cutouts. Uh, but there's two works that I'm going to highlight, uh, the first one being a work by Carolyn Monet, and it's constructed using, uh, you know, very easily found insulation materials for building homes. And Carolyn is coming into her practice as a Métis artist, looking at both her Indigenous history and uh, European descendant history. And she creates this, what looks kind of like a quilt made of Tyvek and insulation uh, and water barriers. And within it, she's talking about this idea of division of land. Uh, So it's kind of a post-colonial division of uh, how land is owned, but also looking at how, like, housing is interacted with from an Indigenous community perspective, how a lot of these materials aren't found or easily accessible in Indigenous communities. So it has a really nice underlying storyline there, but it is a a really beautiful pink, blue, silver uh, quilt. Nice. And the second work is by an artist named Ari Beyuaji, Uh, and he's uh, Indonesian and uh, spends his time between Indonesia and Montreal. And his work, uh, he, he found himself caught during the pandemic in Indonesia for, you know, eight, nine months. And while he was walking up and down the beaches, he noticed this absolute massive amount of plastic sea rope that was washing up on the shores each day and getting caught in the mangrove trees. And he was trying to figure out how to Use this material to make art. And so he started, uh, taking it all apart, disassembling it into fine, fine threads and actually worked with a local weaver to create these large tapestries. They look like silk tapestries, uh, but are entirely constructed using ocean plastic. Um, and he's actually, it's become such a big project that he's created an own, his kind of own economy in the region, uh, employing numbers of pe- number of people to help collect the rope. Uh, dismantle it, and even, you know, purchased a house for the, the weaver to live wow. in and work out of. So it's, it's become a bit of its own entity, your own microeconomy in and of itself.
1: I love that story, and I'm sure each of these pieces of art have their own stories. We need to head down to the Royal Bank Plaza at 200 Bay Street if we want to see this, as you said, during banking hours. Thank you so much for this, Stefan.
0: Great to be here. Thanks for highlighting us.
1: Every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once he grows up. Pablo Picasso. Certainly it's something that grandparents can be a part of. The growing up and the fostering of a love of art and the arts. Thanks to Trish and Didi and Stefan for sharing the art of grandparenting and the grandparenting of art with us today. Next week on Go to Grandma, we are shining the light on how to take some of the stress away from our kids and grandkids. Lori Light is the founder of Stress-Free Kids, and she's a grandma too, so she's the perfect person to talk about this subject. The world is a lot right now, so I'm looking forward to getting some tips from her on how we can help keep things calm for us, our kids, and our grandkids. Plus, we take a trip down south to visit the Gaga Sisterhood. Donnie Davis founded this terrific group of grandmas 20 years ago, where Gaga grandmas band to bond, brag, and benefit. Guest speakers, events, and articles you're going to want to hear about and possibly join this inspiring and fun association, especially since I'm one of their upcoming guest speakers. And our Take 5 with RBC interview looks at retirement. It's about more than the money. Thanks for dropping by today. You've been listening to To GoToGrandma. I'm Kathy Buckworth. Enjoy your grand journey.
0: Share your thoughts on this show with us. You can find Kathy on Instagram at Kathy Buckworth or email her kathy at kathybuckworth.com. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone
3: Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.